Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Brown Army. I'm your host, Cruz, along here with my co-host, Jordy, who has told me uh, she wants to go by a different name this this uh, this podcast episode. So we'll get back to that. But today we have a special episode for you. We haven't been on in a while. Oh, Happy New Year. I think this is our first episode in the new year. So Happy New Year to everybody. And also uh, Happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas. <laughs> all of those things, too. Like uh, Zencaster, this is the platform that we record on, likes to remind me. They're like, your last episode was three months ago. So thanks, Zencaster. Thanks for making me feel bad. But we're back, and we have a special fun episode for you today about a new member of Congress. Uh, We'll get to that right after this with Joel Simpson. Dahe to you, Jordy. Dahe, my friend. How are you? I am doing well. It's been a while. We've had we've had a lot of a lot of months bet- between our last episode and this we one. We sure have. And you know, I tried listening to a podcast yesterday or this morning. I don't remember. And they started the podcast with some sort of personal anecdote. It was like a male and female host, much like what we're doing right now. And I was like, this is incredibly boring. So <laughs> I was like, maybe we should just cut the crap to Cruz. We're not as interesting as we think we are. We, we I, aren't. This, this particular story was a slow burn all about how they locked themselves out of their office. And okay. it was a real snooze fest and I did not finish the episode. So now I feel like, wow, I should probably just zip it and get to the meat. No, I mean, that's okay because I feel like <laughs> there's there's so many options for people that don't want to hear our little tiny stories, right? Like they can skip ahead 45 seconds on their podcast app. They can choose to not download and listen to us. And in fact, some of you may have made that choice already. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it's but it's 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 fine. Like I actually I was just thinking like when I was really deep in the podcast world, like, you know, we were recording like. I was recording like <laughs> three episodes a week, you know, um, the first year that I was doing this. I remember something would happen to me and I'd be like, oh, this would be fun to share on the podcast. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it was, yeah, self-absorbed enough. Yeah. And uh, now I'm at a point where I'm like, eh, whatever. But uh, anything interesting happened to you in the last few few months? Well, I'll tell you a segment that we won't be having anymore, and that is a rat update, because both my girls have gone to the great um, running wheel in the sky, I guess. Both of them? Because last time we talked, it was one of them. Yeah. Then What happened to the other one? Bill got cancer, as is the custom, with rats of a certain age. So RIP Bill, great animal, ride or die girl. She totally had my back, Mm -hmm. and I miss her terribly. It was Bill and Jason, right? Bill and Jason, the best right. female rat duo. Sad, sad, that sad story. $7 can buy. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you end up burying them? Oh, I get their paw prints from the vet, and then the vet cremates them with a oh. bunch of, yeah. 
that's kind that's of more for the kids' sake. Yeah, that's that's nice. Like I do not gesture. need their ashes because it's like three hundred dollars, and I think it makes about a tablespoon of ashes. No way. <laughs> yeah, to get them cremated is about that much. Three hundred dollars. Okay, um, that's, that's fair. I already had them humanely euthanized, which ain't cheap. So <laughs> I, f- I figure that's the best I can do. So Jordy, uh, moving on to all that's happened in the world since we last spoke. We spoke in October, and at that time we were talking about like the elections and how it looked to us like the Republicans were going to make a sweep, red wave, etc. Turned out not to be the case. Republicans got the House, but the Senate uh, stayed in the hands of the Democrats, and which I kind of thought might happen, but you know I wasn't bold enough to talk about it because I don't know much about polling or anything. I don't know how to read the statistic st- statistical analysis of anything. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, that's kind of what I expected. I did say uh, Fetterman I, – I did say that Fetterman would win even despite his showing. Like I, I had a feeling that he was going to win anyway because of early voting, and that's what happened. He did win. Uh, the House was interesting, though, and then we had in early January – Did you were you able to watch any of the drama, or was that too late into the night for you to watch some of the – In early January? Was it early January when the oh, McCarthy? Talking- oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, McCarthy I did. Vote? I did not watch any of that. It was too far past my bedtime, but it was hilarious. They have one task, which is to elect a Speaker of the House, and they literally could not do it. It took fifteen tries. But okay, I'll, and there I'll was, say- and I'm really frustrated because there was almost a fight on the floor of the House, and then that one guy had to pull the other guy back and really ruined my good time. So I yeah. resent that. And although the guy says that he actually wasn't lunging at anybody, but the way that he was pulled back was so hilarious because the other guy just like grabbed his face. Like manhandled <laughs> his face. They are all drunk. So, I'm telling you, they're all yeah. drink. They're yeah. all drinking. It was, it was clumsy. Kinda... It was very clumsy. And I think one news report said that like the cigar smoke from like one of the Republican rooms came into the chamber. Like you could see the smoke filter out of the room because people were like trying to make deals in there. Uh, there's this one clip going around of uh, Matt Gates, renowned congressman from Florida. He's the worst. And he was, he was, he kept basically trolling McCarthy and trolling the, you know, house Republicans, like the kind of the mainstream Republicans. And, there's a clip of this guy before that final vote where he finally voted president or whatever coming up to him, leaning close in his face, like, like almost kissing, putting his hand on his shoulder. There was some tension there. And you can't tell what's going on. Like you can't see exactly what was said because the guy has his back to the camera, but you can see Matt Gates's face and he tries to meet him with his eyes, but he quickly changes eye contact and he's like his neck turns red and you can tell something was said to him that was very very serious and threatening because matt gates immediately changed his vote after that like something happened to him in those few seconds and i'm like i would kill to know what was said i it was pretty i just want to have that kind of power over somebody is that so much to ask <laughs> to do have not? Some, some dirty secret on somebody that can get them to do anything i want regardless of the consequences to their personal Man. and professional yeah. career wow i don't think that's a lot to ask to cruise so that, if you that, if anyone wants to send me 
a very personal detail about themselves that I can hold over their heads for a later date, I would appreciate that. And, and I'll tell you, you can trust Jordy with it, despite what she just said. You can absolutely trust Jordy with it. So I um, wish I was I wish I was meaner than I am. But I'm just I don't know. It's not a good fit. Yeah. <laughs> like not. I tried it's like I tried being cool once. It wasn't for me. It's just not gonna be you my You are thing. cool, Jordy. I don't know what you're talking about. I am totally the opposite cool. of cool. So what we want to do today is talk about somebody uh, who is a freshman congressman, Republican congressperson. The are first... you sure? <laughs> I don't know who they are. <laughs> so I'd like to say that maybe all of it or none of what we're about to say today is going to be true. So we don't know. We actually literally don't know what's going on with this person. His name, apparently, as far as we know, is George Santos who is the first openly LGBT non-incumbent Republican elected to Congress. That's a little bit of a word salad. So essentially we're, we're, we're <laughs> that assuming is, that there that might the be some, there, there may be some Republicans in Congress who are not, who have not come out yet. Or when they were running their campaign, they weren't openly LGBT and True. he was not an incumbent. So he yeah. was, it was an open seat non-incumbent was the person that he was running against robert zimmerman an incumbent do you know i don't know i That's like it when we, we ask questions <laughs> while we record that yeah we and we're probably like... should have answered while we were researching so you know yeah so we, we don't know but um let me let me just i'm gonna quickly look it up uh district lost huntington to the first district blah blah, blah. incumbent was thomas sousey who decided okay. not to run for re-election. And then Robert Zimmerman and George Santos ran against each other, and Santos ended up winning. Uh, and there's some polling on this, and it looks like biggest reason, like Santos had actually lost this election in 2020 by about 12.5% or maybe even more than that. And then he won it in 2022 by like 7.5%. And part of that is probably... Democrat turnout was low. Uh, and so that's probably what happened there. So to Cruz, here's what I don't understand. This story was blown wide open after the re- after the election. And my first thought was, how bad was the opposition research for, of his <laughs> opponent? It turns out his opponent paid $22,000 to an opposition research firm. Now I'm thinking that that firm might actually be owned by George Santos because they failed to at least he, the opponent says that this is old news and not surprising. However, it didn't seem to make it into any of his campaign ads against his opponent. So it seems like a real missed opportunity. Something broke down in the process of Robert Zimmerman's campaign, but his loss is our gain because this is not my congressional district and it is a highly entertaining story. And frankly, the gift that keeps on giving. It does. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Turns I- out that George Santos is a liar, liar, pants on fire, completely full of all. And it starts from basically birth and before birth. His lies extend from far before birth and will hopefully extend into the future. And let me tell you let the, my very favorite one of these lies, which we're going to go through them one by one. But one of his online profiles claims that he once appeared on a Hannah Montana episode. Which? Which, why would you lie about that? Like, why? 
that has nothing to do with anything and is also kind of embarrassing for you. So that just tells you how pathological this person is. They use a variety of names, and for each of those names, there's a completely different bio, and 99% of it is made up. On top of that, there are some things that are potentially illegal that he's done in his business and campaign, which investigators cannot figure out. Seasoned investigators and attorneys for all these different foundations can't get this mess unwound because it's so elaborate and because he's such a pathological liar, you can't even tell what what. So let's just focus on the Hannah Montana thing for a second because it's (laughs) it's just, it's, it's, you know, like I was looking that up and Here's how we know that he lied about Hannah Montana, which is what's even crazier, okay? So it basically all comes around from this Wikipedia user biography that belongs to him, right? So basically the username for the username for this account is Anthony Devolder. And that's a name that Santos has used elsewhere. And that username has these biographical details that line up with the lawmaker's life, okay? So this is what BuzzFeed News says. This is from BuzzFeed News. It says that he was born in Brazil around July 1988, okay? And the bio claims all these things. And it was created on April 29, 2011. It hasn't been updated since. And the account makes claims like he was discovered by a Hollywood producer known for producing... (laughs) <laughs> Independence Day by Steven Spielberg. Oh, what and, a solid movie. And I- Independence is spelled I N D E P E N D E N T S. No, to Chris, no. <laughs> by Steven Spielberg. But here's the it's thing. A, it's, a, it's like a bootleg Independence Day. <laughs> it's Here, not the real one. <laughs> it's Jordy. Steven Spielberg wasn't even the one that produced Independence Day. It was directed by Ronald Emmerich. So it wasn't even, it's like, it reminds me of The Simpsons. You remember when, when Burns is like, find me Steven Spielberg. And he, and, he, and then they're like, he's not available. Find me his Mexican equivalent. And it's like, uh, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> All roads lead back to The Simpsons always. And that's what I love so much about this story and about this big fat liar is he brings to life some of the comedy that. We all deserve. Okay. Can I just read one more paragraph from this? This is just beautiful. He then claimed to have appeared on Hannah Montana, which is spelled as Hannah without the H, Montana, which is whatever. You people mess that up. As well as the sweet life of Zach and Cody. The account also claims he taped a movie in 2009 called The Invasion, starting, not starring, (laughs) starting Uma Terman, Chris O'Donnell. (laughs) <laughs> Melissa George with three L's and Alicia Silverstone, two words. And in brackets, it says the sci-fi movie, The Invasion, was released in 2007, not 2009. Start Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig, Uma Thurman, Chris O'Donnell, Melissa George, and Alicia Silverstone did not appear. <laughs> Uh, he, he can't just lie about himself. He has to lie about other people, too. Yeah, I, I honestly like here's the crazy thing. There's a when you watch West Wing, right, the TV show, which I kind of like a lot of people don't like it. Uh, there's actually a character on West Wing who becomes president of the United States whose name is Matthew Saint Santos. And I'm really wondering if. 
George just made up his last name from watching, you know, West Wing, and he just came up with Santos, and that's actually not even his real name. Oh my gosh, so, Chris, can we go through a little bit of the yeah, lies he told as part of his biography for this let's campaign? Do it. Let's do Beyond it. working behind a bunch of names. I don't know what his yep. real name is. He's used a bunch of them, all kind of within the same group. He's got like th- three or four that he mixes around in different combinations. But he lied about where he went to high school, mm. uh, which he he said that he went to some fancy prep school. But then when the recession hit, his parents couldn't afford to have him there anymore. <laughs> um, he lied about where he went to college, multiple colleges. At one of the college, Baruch in New York, he claimed to be a volleyball star like a cha- on the championship volleyball team. So yeah. he never went to the school, never played volleyball. Um, especially not at the collegiate level. And he said he also went to NYU for a time, but was not able, <laughs> NYU was not able to confirm that. Um, and then no, he, I think they pretty much said, no, he did not. <laughs> not that they weren't able to confirm it. I think they just straight up said, and then he no. Later, <laughs> he later told the New York Post that he, quote, didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. Um, he claimed to work on Wall Street extensively and bring in all sorts of money for hedge funds and investors and never did that. There's multiple. He said he works at his campaign bio state still that he works at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. But they, both um, companies said they have no record of his employment. He also has money allegedly for a campaign and says that he has managed a whole bunch of money, but either that is verifiably false or under a criminal investigation. And although he claims that everything he did was 100% legitimate, um, he hasn't been accused yet of wrongdoing by any authorities, but they're still trying to work this thing out. And I'm sure you can imagine that some of this is going to fall under the the lens of illegal in terms of lies that he made during his campaign, ways that he funded his campaign, yeah. and his business practices going back. He's even accused of, at one point, running, uh, f- founding an animal charity, which he then used to swindle a disabled vet whose dog was dying. He started a GoFundMe for this dog's, for this vet's uh, dog and then did like a bait and switch and kept the money and the the dog dog died yeah the dog dog died died. (laughs) um so he is i would say the 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 charges that are going to come out of this eventually should be interesting if he can get away with all this stuff i mean the lying about the personal stuff he's like i'm sorry that's my bad i shouldn't have done that in addition he claims to be married to a man only record of marriage anyone can find is a seven-year marriage to a woman. And he also, once upon a time, five years before he divorced this woman, sent a Facebook invite to friends to celebrate an engagement dinner with his boyfriend at the time. This is during his alleged marriage to a woman. And the former boyfriend said the party never happened because he didn't say yes to the proposal. So he went ahead and sent out that engagement dinner invitation before... The person he proposed to had even said yes. So congrats to that guy for not falling for any of this. He claimed that his mother's death was related to 9-11, saying that she died of cancer a few years after the Twin Tower attacks. Um, He said she was (laughs) – a few years is actually 15 years. And she said that she was working in the South Tower and there's absolutely no evidence that she worked – anywhere near the South Tower of the World Trade Center. Um, Only there's just evidence that she was a nurse in Brazil at one time. Yeah. Um, And his mother was actually in Brazil in September of 2001. 
So she had not been in the country since 1999. He claims that his grandmother was a Holocaust victim and that he is Jewish. And when he was pressed about that, he said, I didn't say I was Jewish. I said I was (laughs) Jewish, which is my second favorite lie that he's told. And my first favorite. um, This is how he responds to things. He's either like, oops, my bad. Aren't I cute? Or I didn't say I was Jewish. I said I was (laughs) Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> whoops um so the only kind of genealogical he's definitely does not have family who fled the holocaust he is a roman catholic and is there's actually like a church in long island city he says he knows his family and that they occasionally attended math i mean mass um so yeah he's like i never claimed to be jewish i'm catholic i said i was jewish because he said he learned that his maternal family had a Jewish background. I have to say, like, part of me, and, and Jordy, you and I talked about this a little bit. Would removing George Santos from Congress elevate the atmosphere of Congress in any way? Like, would it add anything? I love him so much because it's so on the nose. All yeah. these people are full of crap. Yeah, they like all, there... I mean, they probably have actual preppy backgrounds, but everyone is using different angles to try to advance themselves politically. Whether it's elaborating on some parts of their life and erasing other ones. Um, in terms of, he also claimed that he lost employees in the Pulse nightclub shooting. That is not true. We talked about Hannah Montana. We talked about where the heck did his money come from? He's had to change the forms a bunch of times because he said, oh, I contributed that. Actually, no, it wasn't me. It was my money, but it wasn't from me. It's like very convoluted where the money for his campaign came from. And like you said, this is basically more of the same. Yeah. It's just more exaggerated for our personal entertainment. Yeah. And I love that. No, I mean, I I think – Corruption is a real thing in Congress. This is what people do all the time. I mean, Ted Cruz and AOC introduced a bill together to make it so that Congress people, once they're not in Congress anymore, can't become lobbyists. Yeah. Which is common sense. But we still have Congress people were able to work the stock market. And time and again, we've seen people dumping stocks or buying stocks mm-hmm. at times when they had prior knowledge of pharmaceutical stuff going on and enriching themselves that way, there's no way that they should be able to stay in power long enough to acquire these kinds of connections. This this isn't being a public servant. This isn't serving your country. This is using an opportunity to enrich yourself. We just found out yesterday or maybe the day before that Google is now being sued by the Department of Justice or by the U.S. government for antitrust, violation of antitrust laws. It's it's going to be a big, prolonged case. Someone went and took a look and found out that the day before this was announced, Nancy Pelosi sold stock in Google, and so did some other members of Congress. So I'm telling you, if you and I and if normal citizens did that, we would be investigated, we would be audited, and we would go away to prison for doing something like that. That's insider trading. To have advanced knowledge of something that's going to impact a company's stock value and acting on that knowledge. Nancy Pelosi, if you look at her wealth from when she started in Congress to where she's at now, 
I mean, there's actually a, a, there's a Twitter account that's a what is it? A Nancy Nancy Pelosi's stock tracker, I think it's called, and it basically it basically keeps track of how. Oh yeah, Nancy Pelosi stock tracker, and it has basically how much she sells or what she buys. So, and yeah. I don't think that's unique to her. Yeah, it's not that's unique to her. That's worked into the system, and there's no way that people who are just serving their country should achieve these levels of wealth and should be making decisions. I don't have a problem with people achieving wealth. You know, I love the free market. And Nancy Pelosi is yeah. like, of course, I should be able to participate in the free market. We should all be able to participate in the free market. She's missed free market when it comes to should Congress be allowed to take part in the stock market. But if you're billing yourself as a public servant and still collecting a salary, a good size salary, $140,000 a year yeah. from the American taxpayer, you should not be able to use your connections and your prior knowledge of investigations and contracts to trade stocks uh, and whatnot. And if I don't know if this, stack, this is, applies to the to Congress people and also to their spouses. So I don't want to say that's a strictly Nancy Pelosi problem, but I think it's been easiest to track her, both her um, financial stuff and her comments on Congress people dilly-dallying in the market. Yeah. I, I also actually believe that you should pay elected officials a good salary. Like, I think, I think you, you know, like 140K is a really good salary depending on where you live. I think it's like, I think. We also take a lot of breaks to cruise. I, I think give them, give them a good salary in order to prevent the need for bribe, bribery and like corruption. But unfortunately, there are no rules around corruption. I mean, there, there are rules on corruption, but there are these rules that they flout and they, they're able to get away with some of these things. All that to say, I don't want George Santos to be dismissed from Congress. And not because I don't think he deserves to stay in Congress. Like, I think he should be dismissed. That's fine. But I don't want him to be because I just really enjoy this. Like, I, I'm really enjoying this story. And it's fun to watch these uh, Washington, D.C. reporters, like, in the hallways go after him. Like, I can't imagine. Like, in the story that I was reading to you about uh, this, his communications director... I don't know how to say this uh, name. Nasa, N-A-Y-S-A, Nasa Woomer is his communications director. Uh, and there's, I was trying a, to... there's a job. Yeah. There's a job. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, so when I try to go to her page, it doesn't let me on LinkedIn. So I don't You've know. You've already been on. blocked. Yeah, I'm already been blocked, I guess. But so N- Nasa Woomer, like, can you imagine what she's doing? Like, how she what she feels about her life and where it went wrong what all she like <laughs> like was, yeah that got existential really quick like i i just can't imagine having to be communications director for this person one of my favorite parts of this storyline is the drag queen arc yeah. and was he a drag queen wasn't he a drag queen how much of a drag queen was he um, and I'm not sure how relevant it is. I know it's become this whole separate story, and I'm not really sure. I mean, like in our culture, 
especially in the last few – I mean, drag queens were never terribly controversial. I mean, they've been around forever. And then in the last few years, as it's become introduced as more of a family-friendly or kid-friendly type of entertainment, that's where a lot of the controversy has broken out. So, I mean, of all the lies he's told, I feel like this one is the least important, but it's getting the most airtime recently. And I'm not really sure what the angle is. Like, okay, so he was a drag queen. Is that a – are we saying it's a bad thing that he was a drag queen? Did he lie about it at some point? And basically when he was asked about it, he was like, sue me for having fun. Like yeah. I did it. He said, he, well, I think the issue is he said he did it once or twice for fun and apparently was a little bit more involved than that. But of course it was. He's full of crap. So any yeah. anything he says about himself, we can safely assume at this point is either fabricated or elaborated, embellished. Yeah. So, so there was this uh... – thing on twitter i wish i could find it again but basically a screenshot and these um these people are like hey you guys you should know like george santos is not just gay like for sure he's gay gay because like he was responding to somebody that called him out on twitter who happened to be on rupaul's drag race i think is the show Mm -hmm. and apparently he responded with a burn and all of these people on gay Twitter came out and said, the only way for you to know enough to make that burn is if you were really deep into RuPaul's drag race. And the only way you are really deep into RuPaul's drag race is if you're gay. And they're like, this is a different level of gay to like, know to have that much knowledge <laughs> to be able to burn that person. Like this is for real. He, he's gay. On his Twitter account right now, uh, which is Santos for Congress, at Santos for Congress, uh, he is kind of taking an interesting route at these allegations and dealing with the press. Like, I'm actually kind of impressed with how he's dealing with it. Uh, The other day, he brought some donuts for the press corps, basically camped outside his office in in Congress. Uh, Recently, I just saw that he got Chick-fil-A for everybody. Uh, And then he talked about on uh, SNL, they were – they. Or, or late night, they've done impressions on impersonations of him. And he said, I have now been in, enshrined in late night TV history with all these impersonations, but they are all terrible so far. John Lovitz is supposed to be one of the greatest comedians of all time. And that was embarrassing for him, not me. These comedians need to step their game up. Okay. And so this, oh yeah, this is where it happened. Trixie Maddle, I guess she said, uh, she's a, are, a you drag trying, queen. are you trying to say a drag queen stage name? Yes, and, and I don't know how to say as it. As a Mattel? heterosexual male, you're having trouble with that. Trixie Mattel, I guess is the way to say it. Probably. Uh, and she responds with, oh, maybe the source material was weak. And he responded with, clearly, you know all about weak acting skills. And yeah, so people are like, wow, like, like he did a really good job. So I have to say that. He did a good George- job dissing a drag queen on Twitter. Yes. Like Send this man burn. to Congress. Great burn. People's great, house. Great burn, etc. I'm just saying that he had a better response to people making fun of him on SNL than Trump did. Like Trump was like, remember when Alec Baldwin? Yeah, like when Alec Baldwin did, you know, his Trump, uh, Trump impersonation. Like, I, I actually thought it was terrible. Like, I don't think he did a really good job with it. Like. uh but Trump's response was just like childish and like angry and like everybody hates Alec Baldwin. Oh, like, that just seems, you know, that seems out of character for him. 
But like George Santos, great response. So I'm like, keep this man in Congress. There's just like, no I reason see more he entertainment. can't. He's, there's no reason he can't, you know, govern any less effectively than anyone else in the swamp yeah. at this point. But the local Republican Party that stood behind him and that campaigned, and there was like a Jewish Republican group that supported yeah. him. They're obviously and rightfully quite offended. Of course, with the Holocaust survivor yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't you, you can't just claim Holocaust survivor status or say, I didn't say I was Jewish. I said it was Jew dash itch ish. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's it's so offensive. But it, it's, it's so just offensive. so absurd but it is that not, I can't help but laugh. It's, like, it's identity politics. Yeah. It's And he's thinking, okay, I'm in this really wealthy district in New York. Yeah. I think probably statistically, he's in the wealthiest district. He represents the wealthiest district in New York. Statistically, there's probably a decent portion of that demographic pie that's Jewish. So he's thinking, all right, how many different angles can I work this yeah. to get votes? And I think that um, that's probably not as uncommon as – one might think, but the real failure was in the opposition research of his opponent. This was handed to him on a silver freaking platter. And instead he let it go for all of us to enjoy for the next four years or two years. How long are these terms? Is it four? Two, two years. Two years. Two years. Is that can, it? Can, well, can I put on my uh, tinfoil hat for a second? Please. I love it when you do that. I'm going to make you one and send it. Can this be, could this be like a democratic plant? I was, I was Trojan horse. I was thinking maybe it's just an elaborate joke. Like he's a YouTuber and this is like an elaborate YouTube prank. Because because none of his past, and I'm not even talking about the lies or anything. I'm just saying in general, like, so one of the stories that came out was like in Brazil, like, so he came from Brazil in Brazil. He was a huge Lula supporter and Lula is the new president of Brazil who, who beat Bolsonaro like a while ago. And Lula is like, straight up socialist like hardcore left-wing socialist mm-hmm. and everybody in brazil is like this guy was like a lula supporter it's really weird that he went to the u.s and campaigned as a republican and he's, won. A, he's like a marjorie taylor green trump level republican allegedly right which that alone should have been enough to not get him elected but like you said low democratic turnout in that district probably played a role yeah for sure i mean i, I want to just tell you how embarrassed his director of communications is about him. Nasa Boomer. I looked up her Twitter account. So her Instagram is private. Her Twitter account is basically has nothing about this guy, nothing about George Santos anywhere. And basically says Cap Hill comms director. And that's it. And huge not- fan of the Royal family because he had she, her cover page, her cover photo on Twitter is basically Stonehenge with like, pictures of queen elizabeth on all of the little pillars so she's not embarrassed uh, enough to quit so (laughs) (laughs) oh man i i just everybody in this story i can't even imagine like i I cannot wait for the movie about this the the shame the shame uh that they must be feeling like everyone associated with him like his family his his friends whoever they are so he basically says the most recent obsession from the media claiming that I'm a drag queen or performed in quotes as a drag queen is categorically false. The media continues to make outrageous claims about my life while I'm in working while I am working to deliver results. I will not be distracted nor phased by this. And then another one. 
The reports that I would let this is all from last week, by the way. So he's claiming he's not ever a drag queen. He's saying, I don't know. Because maybe a lot of evidence. He run a competition in 2011 and bragged about it. The reports that I would let a dog die. This is another tweet from the same day. Is shocking and insane. My work in animal advocacy was a labor of love and hard work. Over the past 24 hours, I have received pictures of dogs I helped rescue through the year. <laughs> this is this statement is a lie. Like I don't, I don't even have ev- evidence for it. I'm telling you that this sentence itself is it's, a lie. It's like progressives that say that their kid couldn't sleep because they're worried about climate change. Exactly. Okay, exactly. what's the statement that's a lie? Hit me with it. It's literally just over the past 24 hours, I have received pictures of dogs I helped rescue throughout the years, along with supportive messages. These distractions won't stop me. That's it. I'm telling you, he has received no pictures of any dogs that he's ever (laughs) rescued. Especially not in the last 24 hours. Not in the last 24 hours. That has never happened. I'm telling you. This man is completely lying. So this reminds me of a congressman that I worked for. Okay, uh, I I did an internship for a congressman right at the in my senior year of high school, and his name was David Wu, and he represented like this district that included Portland, pretty major metropolitan area, Democrat congressman. When he finally resigned, it was because his staffers were telling him to stop commenting on certain things. He was making them uncomfortable. He got on his kids' email addresses, email accounts, and emailed his staffers pretending to be his kids and said things like, hey, you guys need to leave my dad alone, dude. <laughs> like, Skaterkid12456 at AOL.com. <laughs> like, like, hello, fellow kids, you know? Like, hello, <laughs> hello fellow children, fellow youths. <laughs> yeah. And finally, he was, um, he had to resign finally after he was accused of like assaulting a, a big campaign, like a campaign donor's daughter. Yeah, As that'll he, do it. And, and and then pictures of him came out in a tiger suit. Uh, do, do you remember the story at all? No. Or? Did you ever receive one of these fun emails? I, I never received you know a fun what? email. I, I interned for a congressperson too. I was a page, but then he didn't get to send a page to Washington, so I worked in his office. And he it was so boring. Yeah. I basically clipped out anything and then I would get a pile of newspapers and have to look for stories about him and cut them out and put them in a scrapbook because this yeah. was I mean it was 2003 or something like that. Yeah, and I then, was 2004. That's when I was doing Right. Mine. So yeah, okay. and then or I'd have to answer constituent phone calls which Yep, I did that. <laughs> were absolutely nuts. And very entertaining. But as like a 16-year-old, you're like, I don't know what to tell you. Thank you for your time. I'm going to write this down. And it was in this Word document that I'm yep. sure went absolutely nowhere. That's exactly – that's so funny. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. And I remember I uh, I did that. I drafted letters to constituents. So I would, I would write these letters that would go out. And all of my letters started with, as you may know – Congressman Boo is, you know, like I would always use that phrase again and again. T- take a, take a look at that link I just posted in the chat, Jordy, to just take a take to see that picture of David Boo. So this is a picture that never trust a man in a tiger suit. What is wrong with it? T- oh, he looks adorable. <laughs> so that- <laughs> he looks darling. What the heck is wrong with this? He's dressed so this like is- Tigger. So the- these pictures started coming out, and people were like, "What is up with this guy? Why is he sending pictures of himself out looking like this?" 
why is this being posted publicly? He's having a mental health breakdown. And then all these other stories started coming out. So again, tinfoil hat, maybe the Democrat in power at that time were like, hey, we need to we need to remove this guy to let somebody else come in. Uh, the funny thing is he's a the, human disaster. This the, George year, the year before he resigned, I ended up working for the campaign for Golia Mary, who was running against him. And I remember when I walked in and they asked me my past experience, I said I had worked for David Wu. The guy, the campaign manager got up and closed the door and then he sat down and he said, OK, what can you tell me about him? Like, give me everything that you have on him. It's going to cost like, you. And I was like, the only thing that ever happened was that he asked me out a happy hour. I, I have no other. N- and you were a teenager? I was I was 17 years old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if I saw the actual congressman I worked for, like, maybe four times, and every time it was, like, multiple female staffers in the office with us, and I was, like, allowed in his presence to, <laughs> I don't know, for him to sign something or yeah. I don't know. But it was, like, a door wide open, multiple people present. Like, he was very safe. I don't know what happened to him. Um, is Congressman but, Christopher Cox for Orange County. Honestly, once you make it to Congress, the job is mind-numbingly easy. It is a very easy job to do. Like, there's a lot of constituent stuff that you have to take care of. Like, it turns out that Madison Cawthorn, you remember that guy? Madison yes. Cawthorn? Yes. So he lost. He got primaried by the Republicans mm-hmm. in charge because he was an idiot. Uh, Turns out that he didn't transfer over all the records of constituents that had different things that needed to be taken care of. So the incoming congressman had to like they just stopped working on constituent affairs. So like when you're a congressman, some of the things that you do is like you you act on behalf of your constituents, like if they're having trouble with some legal thing, if they're trying to get some documents, uh, if they're trying to contact the embassy or consulate of a foreign country. You act on your constituents' behalf. So, like, for example, if you're trying to – like, I have a friend who's getting married uh, this year, and he's trying to get a fiancé visa for his wife and – or for his fiancé, and there's some issues with it. She lives in a different country. I encourage them to write a letter to the congressman asking for help, and they did. And a staff member for the congressman reached out to them and said, we're going to help you with this. Give us some details. And the the actual process moved along a little better because of the congressman's influence. This is what they do. So Madison Cawthorn did not do that. Like he stopped. Once he lost the elections, he just stopped working on his constituent stuff. And there was so, still like a solid six months until yeah, yeah. And, it was and done. The new people came on and these constituents are like, what happened to this paper that I'm waiting on? I'm waiting to get married. I'm waiting to do this. Nothing. So they have to start from scratch. They have no records. Oh, my so gosh. That's all, like, literally your job as a congressman is just to facilitate these documents. Those records are public property, though. They can get them. They can get them. But what I'm saying is there's been no work on them for all these months. Nothing. It's been sitting there. So I'm telling you, once you Are you trying to tell me a a politician didn't govern effectively? Yes. (laughs) What I'm saying is that you and I should run for Congress. Well, one time I was at a very nice baby shower at a restaurant on the beach, and I was sitting next to a very pretty blonde lady, and... I was said made some comment in true Jordy fashion about how all um, politicians are egomaniacs, and then like three minutes later, was chatting with her and asked what her husband did, and she said he was on city council. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oops, sorry." She's like, "No, I get it." And uh, it turns out that he's like the worst. So, oh, 
made sense. He's like the thorn in my side of local politics. Oh. And he's not even from here. He like showed up three months before he ran. And uh, a carpetbagger, no less. He's a carpetbagger, right? Which really like evokes an image of like someone with a stick with a bandana on it. Yeah. yeah. But he came with $3 million to buy. That's a big carpet. That's a big carpet. carpet. (laughs) Magic carpet that he had. So, anywho, um, you and I have both made our our unfortunate political comments, but and had our our time in the political sun somewhat. So I don't know. We may have uh, reached retirement age for politics, to Chris. I can't even get on my HOA board. So yeah, the last time I was I interacted with a politician was probably uh, in Orange County. I met. Uh, Rudy Giuliani at a function at, at the. Was he sweating his sideburns off? He was not at that time. He <sighs> gave me this. He gave me this like double glimpse. Like he looked at me for a second, moved on, and then turned back and looked at me. And I was like, "Hmm, I wonder. Oh I wonder what he, why he you did that." In a, he, you've appeared in one of his dreams, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> "That's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> this old psychic lady was right. That's what. It, that's him. <laughs> um." Yeah, so that that was at the Orange County Republican, what is it, club association? There's, a, there's like the Lincoln Club, and then there's other. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a Republican rich area. Yeah, uh, I had, that was my first fancy luncheon that I've ever been to. I've been to many. You know, I, it's ex- you know it's fancy if it's not just a lunch; it's a luncheon. Yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's I, not I, like I, a salad bar. It's really good. I had no idea what to do, and actually, I remember Jordy. You probably don't remember this. I might have asked you about like how to dress for this because I, I just genuinely had no idea. And then I remember sitting there for the luncheon and I just kind of watched everybody at my table and how they started eating so that I would mm-hmm. do exactly what they were doing because I was just so like, you know, which fork to pick up first, which knife or whatever. Right. So. At my bridal shower, I got cutlery. From my mother-in-law. Thank you. We still use it to this day. Mm. But I was like, oh, there's like kid forks and adult forks. And my mom was dying of embarrassment. But I thought (laughs) that's like that's in my house going up. Like the little forks were what the kids are like. The people with small mouths use and the big forks were for adults. And that's what we called them. I didn't know it was like a, you know, dessert or salad or I still don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I know you start from the outside and work your way in. My very well-bred husband taught me that. So and and thank you, Sean. have you been at homes where they have actual like cloth napkins instead of paper napkins? I mean, I use to be fair, I use cotton napkins just because I don't like have, buying napkins. So they're just cotton though that I wash Ooh. over and over again. It's nothing fancy. Sounds I have fancy. been I have been at cloth napkin places, yes. Yeah. I, I've been since I started working as like a fundraiser with kind of major donors, I've been at a lot of cloth napkin households and it's kind of interesting. It's not that big of a deal. It's just I'm like, huh. Well, I don't if know you why need we don't to spit something out, it's really hard because like yeah. I've been at a cloth napkin place, and then there's like a piece of meat that I literally cannot chew, like it's all fat or something, mm. and then you can't just spit it out in a cloth napkin and throw it away. That's true. So yeah. you just excuse yourself to go to the bathroom. That's what you do in those situations. <laughs> excuse me. I have to. Oh man! All right. Well, we have spent enough time on this and George Santos. Oh, but you have declared it such. Okay. I, I gotta we are get, done get here. To, it's in the middle of the day. I got to get back to work. Oh right, you have a job. <laughs> yeah, I, I should probably this. get my kids from school at some point too. Oh my goodness! Uh, 
fun thing I'm doing right now. I'm trying to organize a bachelor party for my friend Fine. Before, he go, before he goes off to get married. And I have to tell you, I'm a little annoyed with my group. So if you're listening to this, y'all need to get on that poll and vote because I'm tired you, of this. Bachelor party and getting on the poll is probably not the two things that you want to okay. Yeah, so, so, so that joke has been made in the group text already because I said, please. Are you trying to tell me I'm not as clever as I think I am? <laughs> I, I said, all right, I might have to put a poll together. And then somebody said, I don't think he's into that. Oh, and then, of course, it became a whole list. And I was just like, please just fill out this poll. I should be in your group of friends for this bachelor party, apparently. <laughs> this is more my scene. It's, it's probably going to be stakes and a gun range. It's going to be a very low-key night. That is it, some good – that sounds great. I'm in. Because we can't do like <laughs> – we can't do overnight stays anymore. Like we can't – because everybody has babies and like responsibilities and wives to have to get back to. And it's just like you can't – you know. I was like, hey, guys, let's do this like weekend away at this place and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, no, we can't. We have kids and like <laughs> responsibilities. Right. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. I guess, yeah. They probably whole... need it more than anyone though. That's true. They would probably be pretty boring. They'd probably sleep. Like they'd be like, I'm going to get nine hours of sleep. Nine. So, yeah. I mean, I'm one of those guys. Like I definitely, I would like to get married. I would like all of that. But I have to tell you these past few months, I am really recognizing the value and gift of just not having those responsibilities of like kids or anything else. Like I get to kind of pick what I want to do. And I, I'm enjoying that. I, I'm actually really recognizing that now. It's probably because my friend just had twins and uh, and a toddler, so I'm. Can he like, just give you one of them? <laughs> when I go over to their house, it's like one st- stops crying, another one starts at this. I mean, it's it's hilarious and lovely, and they're cute. But yeah, it's it's a lot of work, man. I can't imagine all the work that they're doing. So it's the best work, though. I mean, not. Yeah. I'm glad that you're grateful for where you're at and you're seeing the good parts in mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But don't be scared of that work. It's good work. It's good, honest work. It ain't much, but it's good, <laughs> it's honest work. <laughs> oh my gosh! And my team's chat are popping up. But Jordy, thank you so much. Yes, uh, it was thank fun. You. It was fun doing a thing on George Santos, and I'm sure that we'll have more to talk about the next time we meet up. I'm not going to make any promises. We'll figure it out when okay. we have a chance to talk. We'll talk. And we'll have fun. As always, thank you so much for joining us on Big Brown Army. We're so grateful to you guys. For those of you who still listen and pay attention to us, thank you. I am actually still working on those details of the interviews for Shadi Hamed and Tom Holland. We're making those details up as we speak. And hopefully in this month, I'll have those interviews up with them. But apart from that, thanks again. And here's Joel Simpson.